Welcome to Customer Experience Optimization on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Lynn Hunsaker, Head of Clear Action, helping you clear the way for organization-wide action to improve customer experience in your bottom line. The mission of the Customer Experience Optimization Show on Blog Talk Radio is to inspire you in making it easier and nicer for customers to get and use the solutions you offer. This show features universal tips on the customer's perspective for keeping brand promises. If you're interested in seeing how we define customer experience, go to our employee-oriented blog, customer.ology.com, and look for the post titled, What is Customer Experience? I'm here today with David Kleisch, Vice President of Global Interactive Marketing, and today's program is Marketing Wins Strategic Clout by Driving Customer Experience Management. Dave Kleisch is Vice President of Global Interactive Marketing at Dayon Corporation. He is a key driver in the organization's knowledge management and thought leadership strategies. Working closely with Aon's corporate systems, technology, marketing, and operations teams to ensure initiatives are aligned across infrastructure, platforms, technology solutions, and development capabilities. He also manages marketing and communications for Aon's Canadian Risk Services Division, where he is an integrated member of the sales operations team. Dave leads the organization's customer experience management strategies, directs marketing research and analysis, and is a key driver of the organization's knowledge management initiatives. Welcome, Dave. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks very much. Let's talk a little bit about marketing's missed opportunities. How do you see that if marketing's not driving customer experience management, what are the missed opportunities? Well, I guess if we think about what marketing's ultimate role is, and, you know, I guess there are various components to that role, such as, you know, um, brand, um, you know, managing other uh, sales integration programs, public relations, corporate communications, PR, all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, marketing's job really is to sell, is to sell stuff. So it's to help, you know, front load the organization's value proposition, get it in front of the people that it needs to get in front of so it can hopefully help the organization move potential customers and existing customers closer to to a purchase decision. What we're seeing a lot in the in the last little while is the concept of managing the customer experience becoming more and more something that the marketing folks need to be aware of. I think traditionally marketing was always at the front end of the process, meaning they would design and own the brand, you know, help define what the value proposition is, start to create any supporting collateral, campaigns, programs, what have you, deliver those to the organization. The organization then hands them off to the sales side. Sales side takes them to the field, delivers them to customers and prospects. And then the service side of the organization deals with anything that comes back from that. So the sale closes, they then hand it off to the service side, the service side then manages the relationship, and marketing is disconnected from theoretically two-thirds of that process. There's so much learning to be done internally and externally when marketing designs a program hinged on a value proposition that supports a component of the brand, takes to the sales organization, there's so much to learn from what customers or prospects, how they respond to that offer, uh, whether or not they think it's valuable, are there pieces of it they feel work better or, or worse than others, how can they learn from that, and then after a purchase has been made, 
what's marketing doing to understand the service team's interaction with that customer now that they are in the process of managing that value proposition after it's been delivered to the field. There's a ton of learning that can be done there. Each of those touch points with those customers, with the same customer, multiple touch points are going to yield a different experience. How can marketing learn from that so that ultimately it's driving all of those learnings back into its marketing process, taking all those lessons learned and those opportunities for improvement and driving them into, you know, program and value proposition creation. And then ultimately, how is it using that full circle experience uh, and that understanding of that full circle experience, how is it taking that back into the organization so that it now becomes part of the strategic discussion um, when it comes to an organization's ability to understand uh, its customers' needs, how that ultimately impact strategy, and then ultimately, you know, how does that impact any structure the organization needs to wrap around that delivery so that they manage that life cycle and that complete experience as best as possible. So when you're talking about an end-to-end cycle, specifically you're talking about handoffs? Yeah, most organizations are, are, are organized, you know, functionally. So Marketing is different from sales, it's different from service, it's different from claims, it's different from, you know, at the operation side, it's different from IT. And, you know, I think what we've, uh, I think intuitively everyone would agree that at some point during that experience, every aspect of those, you know, all of those functional aspects of an organization touch the customer in one way or another. And I think what's really, really important is that there needs to be some transparent insight into all of those touch points. There needs to be an ability to understand how each of those functional components have an impact on customer experience and how what they do contributes to the overall success of that, of that experience. And to do that, you really need a component to sort of run through the whole thing. So something needs to be present throughout the entire process as that bridge as that that glue that sort of enables each of those pieces to understand how they can integrate and work effectively with each other to deliver a customer experience that, you know, the customer is going to respond to favorably. That's going to have an impact on retention. It's going to help them drive new business opportunities. If you keep looking at it in isolation, you're going to impede your ability to maximize those engagements. That's right. Well, it makes sense that very hard to deliver a superior customer experience if you're not really customer-centric and you can't really be customer-centric if you don't have great mechanisms to bring field data, both from your field personnel as well as your customers, back into the organization. That seems to be a perpetual Achilles heel for marketing is how do you collect good field data on a consistent basis? Do you have any insights into that? I would agree with you 100%. It is probably where most organizations fall down or experience the greatest challenge. So there's a lot of great vendors out there. There's a lot of great tools out there that allow you to collect customer feedback, that allow you to you know, wrap some measurement and some metrics around key data points. You can measure satisfaction. You can measure advocacy. You can, you know, measure uh, whether a customer is in jeopardy or not. You can ascertain from the customer what they like and what they don't like. So collecting the feedback typically isn't the problem. (laughs) Usually the challenge is trying to make sure that that feedback gets brought back into the organization 
so that it's, you know, in a way that can be consumed, uh, analyzed, understood, and then ultimately integrated with other streams of data that the organization's collecting. Because, I mean, all of these things feed, feed off each other and, and complement each other. It's what gives an organization the, the full picture. So I think, you know, the, the, the organization's abilities to, to collect it, maybe not, you know, the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge, I think, is how it brings it back into the organization. And that's a structure piece. If we think that the logical order of things is that customer centricity, absolutely. And that's not just a buzzword. I mean, that ultimately will take an organization to, to reassess how it's organized. We can say we're customer centric. We can draw all the org charts we want uh, about how we're customer centric until we actually organize around our ability to collect and analyze those needs filter them into strategy, and then ultimately execute on them, then I think we're paying lip service to it, really. In order for an organization to do it, it has to make the commitment to to create the organizational structure required. It's got to assign accountability. I mean, someone needs to own this. So, like, there are roles and responsibilities that get factored into it as well. And then there's got to be a commitment that the data that you're collecting around voice of the customer, around experience, satisfaction, advocacy, and those those other key metrics those have to be as important as the other financial data sets, for example, that you're, that you're collecting. The organization's got to commit to that. And if it does, it treats them the same way and, and sees the strategic value of that data. Um, when you start to compare satisfaction levels, for example, with you know, uh, what your pipeline looks like, um, you know, what your, your quarterly forecast looks like, what your retention numbers look like if you start to see a lot of rollover. I mean, those are numbers that an, organi- those are numbers that an organization pays close attention to. Show them the, the relationship that those numbers have with your satisfaction and your advocacy numbers, and now you're having a different conversation. And then the organization is going to perk up and say, okay, how do we do this formally so that we don't, we don't lose this and that we're able to maximize what this data is telling us? Well, that reminds me of a chart that I saw some years back. Maybe a lot of our listeners have seen it and some haven't, but it's where you have the customer in the center of a circle and then the sales and service organizations around that circle, so the concentric circle is marketing around that, and marketing playing a conduit role into every one of the functional areas so that it would guide hiring, uh, would guide uh, financial decisions, guide operational, and so forth. Basically, we're saying bringing the voice of the customer into the company and channeling it into all the various organizations. And then what I also heard you emphasize is that the metrics really have to be set up to give equal credence to customer metrics as we do to market share and financials and so forth. And not only that, but there needs to be some kind of motivation across all of the, the organization so that this information of marketing uh, and it is enabling the company to have access to does, in fact, get acted upon. I've helped companies do this. It's very gratifying to be part of that. That's where you notice an organization, and I agree with what you just said. Those are the organizations, I think, that have figured it out, and the ones that actually make that structural commitment and assign accountability into the organization, and not accountability to a department buried someplace inside another department, but assign accountability so that there's a straight line into the strategic planning process or you know, a straight line into an executive policy committee or, or something like that. And then it's up to, you know, I, I do. I think marketing is probably, is probably the right part of the organization to, to play that role or to help facilitate that role at the very least just because 
the very nature of our roles as marketers is to is to understand all of those relationships throughout the way an organization is structured. It's our job to be able to leverage all of those pieces so that whatever it is that we're trying to deliver to our stakeholders is done so efficiently and cleanly and consistently. So I think marketing can play that role. To your point around the the cyclic model with the customer in the middle, the functional groups around, and then the marketing department around it, marketing can be that glue that helps one understand how what they're doing plays a role and ultimately, you know, how that customer at the center of everything is receiving the organization's brand. And really, it's about brand. We've got to get to the point where if we build structure like that around our customers, inherently, we're accepting the fact that our customers are going to be the ones who define what our brand truly means to them. We're not in a position, really. I mean, we can set the brand up as best we want. We can try to help them understand what it means and where we think our key value proposition, attributes, capabilities, expertise, all of that stuff that we use to build, that we use to support a brand. But the way we actually deliver it now is more relevant to a customer than what we tell them. So delivery on our on, our, on those, expe- those brand expectations are more important than anything else. And the customer is going to decide how well we do that. That brand is also going to be different based on the type of experience they have. So a customer who buys something from us will have a different brand experience than a customer who has a problem with us or has a claim, or different from a customer who has a service-related query or issue, or a customer that you know already owns a lot of stuff from us and decides to buy more, et cetera, et cetera. So each of those experiences can, can provide a different brand experience, and we need to get fluid with that and understand that. So if we accept that, the data that we're able to collect at each of those experiences is going to be equally as important because it helps you define what the delivery of that brand, those touch points, needs to look like. And that's where I think the marketing department, I mentioned earlier that you typically are missing two-thirds of the experience by stopping at, we hand it off to the sales department. If we follow it through and we understand what all that stuff looks like at those different touch points, think of the value of that data that the marketing department can then bring back to all of those functional areas and ultimately back into the organization. I mean, it's, it's very, very powerful when you have that type of insight that's easily quantifiable based on what your customers have told you. As you said, the, the brand is what your customers tell you it is, so you absolutely have to listen. Marketing often thinks of its primary role as lead generation and delivering messages out toward the field and basically the interaction that they have inside the other functional areas in the company is generally product development oriented, getting those uh, market requirements into the the, uh, engineers and so forth. But this adds a new dimension to the value that marketing uh, brings to the table and a new level of peer respect and strategic thrust to the whole company, I think, by taking this approach. You're absolutely right. I mean, marketing's, traditionally marketing's job has been to take the message from the organization to the public. I think now equally, it's as important for marketing to own the responsibility of bringing feedback and and, and ultimately the message from the public back to the organization and use that to drive what the next offering to the public looks like. 
And you're absolutely right. It totally feeds into the ability for an organization to proactively take that feedback and incorporate it into product development, innovation, all of those things. You know, it, it, it has an impact on organizational modeling. Uh, it can have an impact on revenue models. And, 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 you know, wow, think about the impact it can have on human re- resources to be able to strategically source talent based on what your customers are telling you they need from a service perspective or what worked and what didn't work when you were trying to sell them something is it opens up the ability to have the conversation like okay so do we have the right skill set taking our products and services to our customers because you know are they responding or are they not responding and then likewise from a service perspective and then likewise from an operational perspective and the cyclic nature of the communication flow we used to always talk about two-way communication and I, I don't think it's that linear anymore I think it's more three-dimensional and at the very least cyclic in that we should own the message flow both ways. Sort of centralizing the ownership of that allows you to take it to the various parts of the organization that may otherwise not hear it, not have an opportunity to understand how it impacts what they're doing, and ultimately the organization misses out on that chance, taking us back into your initial statement. I mean, it's lost opportunity. It's lost opportunity to really truly do something that if your customers are telling you it's what they want and that these things will influence their purchase decisions or their loyalty or their you know propensity to recommend you to somebody else how can you how can you ignore that how can you not take advantage of that so that you're you're truly maximizing on on what the data is telling you I think you mentioned uh, one point uh, that the customer experience value actually occurs when the customer has the understanding that you understand them. Absolutely right. And there's that sense of when an organization tells a customer that this is what they're all about and this is what they can do for them that no one else can. And very talented marketing people try to express how they can differentiate themselves from their competition. Really, I think more and more customers are treating that like noise because at the end of the day, it's really like, okay, that's great, but did you actually do what you said you were going to do? And more importantly, if I tell you something, will you listen? And most importantly, if I tell you something and you listen, will you come back to me and tell me what you did about it so that it's not just lip service. Customers want to know that when they provide feedback to an organization that they do something with it, not that they just take it and stick it in a vault and it winds up in a PowerPoint deck that makes its rounds at a board meeting. They want to understand, like, how did that help you change or did what I tell you do anything to make you do something differently? Once you've reached that point where the customer believes that that is the way you're going to run your organization, And I think there's a world of opportunity for you to create new relationships with your customers that, you know, potentially are much, much more valuable. I noticed so much in the 90s and in this decade that customers have just become so much more savvy. We're in the information age, and customers really are armed with a lot of uh, avenues to access uh, other people's opinions and create their own opinions. So I think that marketing, as we practiced it in earlier decades, absolutely has to go through a paradigm shift. It's much more personal. Or um, Basically, think about how you interact with someone on a date or someone uh, that you're 
going golfing or whatever, how you uh, phrase things or ask them things and listen. I think that the way that we market effectively going forward is much more on those personal levels of, of uh, rules of engagement rather than let's figure out who we are and broadcast that and try to persuade you that that's who we are. You just wouldn't behave like that in a, a friendship setting. And I think that customers are expecting companies to behave a little bit more personal as, as if in a friendship setting. Absolutely. I mean, and, and look what social media is doing to enable exactly that. So a lot of what we're seeing from a social media perspective are, are personal networks. You're starting to see some professional networks come together. But for the most part, individuals are creating networks comprised of personal relationships that they have. And what we're seeing is the ability for those personal networks to influence their buying decisions, their engagement with you know, more of a professional, with, with the professional side of things. So those social media networks are, are absolutely affecting the consumer mindset and they're going to those networks for validation or for referrals or for recommendations on normal purchase decisions that maybe they wouldn't have done before. And maybe it's because it's so easy for people to connect with each other. It's so easy for people to share, throw a post up, blog, tweet, enter something on Facebook and say, hey, what do you think about this? And all of a sudden, your brand is in the hands of whatever their network happens to be and whoever in that network has come into contact with, you know, with your brand before. Um, so it's very much a personal thing. <laughs> you know, the date analogy is a good one. Uh, what's the first thing you do when you go on a date? You come back and you phone your friends and you tell them about it. So it's a very similar situation. And again, organizations need to prepare their brands to operate in that type of environment. The organizations that do that properly, that have created a brand that's based on integrity and that absolute commitment to integrate customer experience and feedback into what they're doing, are the ones that are going to come out ahead because they're the ones who are going to respect the fact that ultimately the customer is going to decide and they have to earn that trust. And it's something that you know is put to the test every time someone has, a, has an engagement with them. I think that might be a great discussion for marketers to have is if we think of dating our customers rather than managing the relationship or driving loyalty or referrals. I think that that's a bit of a paradigm shift. I'd be interested in hearing a group of marketers talk on that. Well, I want to thank you very much, Dave, for joining us today. And uh, this has been a great conversation about marketing opportunities to win strategic clout by driving customer experience management. It's been a pleasure. Well, it's been my pleasure to be your host. I'm Lynn Hunsaker, Customer Experience Strategist and Head of Clear Action, and our executive mentoring helps you clearly see what's needed for immediate action for lasting strategic customer experience improvement. Recent Clear Action clients says, Clear Action has taught us things that would not readily cross our minds and has increased our efficiency and accuracy in many areas. We highly recommend Clear Action as a business consultant. And I want to let you know about my e-handbooks, Metrics You Can Manage for Success, Customer Experience Improvement Momentum, and Innovating Superior Customer Experience, all available at Amazon.com, MobilePocket.com, and ClearAction.biz. Your 20% discount code is BlogTalkRadio at ClearAction.biz. 
see you next time, and best wishes to you in optimizing customer experience.